Mr. Forgetful. It was one of those beautiful summer mornings that everybody likes to see. In Forget-Me-Not Cottage, the owner was fast asleep. Mr. Forgetful, he was having a dream. Oh, nice for some. Then the sun streaming through the windows woke up Mr. Forgetful. Oh, he yawned and stretched his arms and tried to remember what he had been dreaming about. But of course he couldn't because Mr. Forgetful can't remember anything, anything at all, ever. Well, I mean, I think difficult to remember dreams. Usually dreams are the ones you always forget and the nightmares that stay with you forever. So just saying, guys. Anyway, Mr. Forgetful got out of bed and went to wash his face, but he'd forgotten where the bathroom was in his house. And did you know what he did? He walked into the wardrobe. Silly me, he giggled to himself. Uh, yeah, I thought I, Mr. F Mr. Forgetful... Um, hmm. I don't know. Let's see how forgetful he is, because at the moment I'm, I'm thinking maybe professional help might be needed. We'll just have to see. Then again, if he walked into his wardrobe, I mean, this guy must have a little bit of cash stashed away. I mean, who has a walk-in wardrobe? Literally. Eventually, of course, Mr. Forgetful found his bathroom and washed his face. He even remembered to clean his teeth. Well, there you go, guys. Good for that. Dentist, absolutely. Then he went downstairs to make himself some breakfast. He toasted some Fred. Uh, some Fred? Some, who's Fred? He toasted some bread, but of course he forgot about it and it was burnt. Yeah, well, I'm going to blame the tools there. Maybe he's got a bit of a crap toaster. He boiled himself an egg, but of course he forgot about it and it was hard boiled. I don't know. Hard boiled eggs are all right. I tell you what, there's a real sort of um, system of eggs here in these stories. Um, they're very popular. Eggs all round. So um, I think Lots of chickens who are walking around funny, I'm afraid, you know. So, yeah, definitely, definitely egg, egg, very, they're very high in protein, all these chaps. Definitely they like their eggs. Um, so anyway, uh, Mr. Forgetful has burnt toast and hard-boiled eggs for breakfast every day. Well, it's a bit boring, isn't it? So then again, at least, you know, if you visit him, you know what you're getting. It was such a lovely day, Mr. Forgetful decided to walk down to the village to buy a stamp for a letter he'd written three weeks ago, but he had forgotten to post it. Off he set. And, he, and did he remember to shut the door of Forget-Me-Not Cottage behind him? Of course he didn't. Well, I mean, apart from obviously these, I think these are said in the past because, I mean, it's a village. I suppose you could go and buy a stamp. But I don't know. If he forgot to shut the door, I mean, did he forget to... Um, uh, you know, did he forget his mask for COVID? Did he did he, did he forget that? Um, he's got to be masked up, you know, depending on what um what the restrictions are. But I don't see any mask on him, so I don't know. He's hoping he's not in isolation. Maybe he's forgotten he's in isolation. Oh, can you imagine that? He might be in a ten day isolation. And he's just completely forgotten. Wow. Anyway, let's find out, shall we, boys and girls? Anyway, good morning, Mr. Forgetful, said Mrs. Parcel in the village post office. Now, I don't know, Mrs. Parcel, yeah, I don't think that's her name. I don't think so. It's a bit derogatory, I think, Mrs. Parcel. Then again, um, people do say that, don't they? When they forget your name, they actually say, oh, hello, you, or hey, babe, hey, hey, guy, hey, you guy, hey, oh, hi, um, hey, you that guy or whatever, you know, and they have no idea what your name is. So maybe that's the thing, Mrs. Parcel. So keep that in mind. Maybe next time, um, if you're not sure of their name, maybe like if you go into the, you know, butchers or something, like, oh, oh, how are you going, Mr. Butcher? And they'll probably say, get out or something like that. And they'll say, don't take the piss. 
Um, or they might just laugh and say, oh, oh, you've been listening to Mr. Man, haven't you? Anyway, um, good morning, Mr. Forgetful, said Mrs. Parcel in the village post office. What can I do for you this fine morning? I'd like a... Uh, a um, um, uh, oh, I've forgotten, he said. A stamp, suggested Mrs. Parcel, looking at the letter Mr. Forgetful was carrying. Yes, a stamp. That's what I was trying to remember to, not to forget, said Mr. Forgetful. Mrs. Parcel smiled. She was used to Mr. Forgetful. Oh, she was used to. Now, the question is, I'm wondering about why Mrs. Parcel smiled, because... Um, Hmm, I don't know, but Mrs. Parcel could possibly take advantage of Mr. Forgetful, you know. I don't know, she could take advantage. And then, you know, when, when uh, Mr. Forgetful says, oh, Mrs. Parcel, um, you, 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 um, you picked up the wrong parcel. You, you um, yeah, you unwrapped the wrong parcel. It's, it's the wrong parcel you were, um, you were stamping. And then she's like, no, 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 no. It was all a dream, Mr. Forgetful. Just forget all about it. It never took place. It never happened. Oh, I don't know. We'll find out with all these aspersions being cast. You know, Mr. Forgetful had some shopping to do. But could he remember what he was doing and what he was actually meant to shop for? Of course he couldn't. So he decided to go home. Well, I hope he doesn't starve. He's quite a round fellow. So I'm sincerely hoping that at some point he... he doesn't forget to eat. Eating is important, guys. Anyway, on his way, he met the village policeman going the other way. Morning, Mr. Forgetful, said the policeman. Will you give Farmer Fields a message from me on your way home, please? Farmer Fields had a farm not very far from the forget-me-not cottage. Tell him there's a sheep loose in the lane, said the policeman. Oh, okay. Wonder if we're, I don't know, wonder if this place is near New Zealand or Wales, maybe. Or Wales. That's what everyone always says. Poor Mr. Forgetful. He'd never had a message to remember in his life before. There's a sheep loose in the lane, he said to himself, trying to remember the message as he hurried along. There's a sheep loose in the lane. There's a sheep loose in the lane. A lot of repeating going on, guys. There's a sheep loose in the lane. There's a sheep loose in the lane. Mr. Forgetful repeated the message over and over and over to himself. There's a sheep loose in the lane. Mm, is it going to stick, guys? Eventually arrived at the farm and found Farmer Fields. Again, Really, Farmer Fields? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's his. Um, I don't think that's his name. Farmer Fields? Yeah, no, I'm not buying it. Sorry, he doesn't even look like a Fields. No, no, he doesn't. He looks more like a um. Yeah, more more of a James. Maybe James Carruthers. Yeah, James Carruthers. That's what I'm going to call him. Um, Farmer Farmer Carruthers. There we go. Oh, anyway. Don't want to stray too far from the text. Anyway, Mr. Fields, he said, there's a goose asleep in the rain. Ooh, there we go. Farmer Fields couldn't believe his ears. There's a goose asleep in the rain, repeated Farmer Fields slowly. But I don't have any geese. And anyway, it isn't raining. Are you sure that was the message? Oh, poor Mr. Forgetful. He got it all wrong and he couldn't remember how to get it all right. He simply couldn't remember at all. So off he went home. Poor Mr. Forgetful. Mr. Forgetful walked away from Farmer's Field Farm, feeling very sorry for himself. I wish I could remember things, he thought. He was so busy feeling sorry for himself that he didn't see that there was a sheep loose in the lane. He bumped into it and fell over. Bother, said Mr. Forgetful. Bear, said the sheep. You like that? Yeah. Add in a few little, um, little sound bites there for you guys. No extra charge. How silly letting a sheep loose in the lane, thought Mr. Forgetful. Aha, uh -huh. 
And then he remembered the message. He jumped up and ran back along the lane to the farm as fast as he could. Well, hopefully not too fast, guys. As I said, he is of rather large proportions. We don't want to give him a heart attack. Um, yeah, Mr. Fields, Mr. Fields, he called as he ran into the farmyard. Mr. Fields, there's a, there's a goose asleep in the rain. Oh, he'd forgotten again. Mr. Fields scratched his head. Come with me. Come on, cried Mr. Forgetful and pulled Farmer Fields back along the lane until they came to the sheep that was loose. There it is, cried Mr. Forgetful, pointing. A goose. Then he stopped. Oh, dear, he said. That's not a goose, is it? That's a sheep. And he blushed. Ah, oh, look at him. He's blushing. I think, smiled Farmer Fields, that you're the goose. And he chuckled and Mr. Forgetful giggled and Farmer Fields laughed and Siri laughed and Alexa laughed and everyone got very quiet because they thought, why were these things responding? And yeah, privacy issues, guys, privacy issues. Keep that in mind. And even the sheep started to laugh. It was so funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm not buying it, guys. Sheep don't laugh. I've never heard any sheep laugh. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. There's a lot to be thankful for. Anyway, later that day, Mr. Forgetful sat down in his favourite armchair in the Forget-Me-Not cottage to think about what a funny day it had been. But you know something? He tried and tried and, and he simply couldn't remember anything that had happened. Oh, Mr. Forgetful. Oh, woe is me. There we go. Yeah, um, uh, obviously it's a nice happy story, but in the end... Um, I don't know, but, but maybe maybe you should see a doctor about that. I think I think maybe I, I think he might forget something bad next time, like uh, um, you know something serious, like forgetting to put the handbrake on or something like that, um, or uh, yeah, just forgetting um, any of any of those things. I'm not sure, but you, you can imagine there might be some things that he that he. Um, uh, forgets and uh, it might have um, serious consequences so yeah guys um all i can say the moral of that story as far as mr forgetful goes i'd probably say um uh yeah just don't rely on this guy for anything it's as simple as that you know so um yeah he seems a good guy he seems a good guy it's not deliberate it's obviously um i don't know it's a medical condition or a sickness maybe uh unless he's putting it on and if he's put, putting on well He's a bit of a prick then, isn't he? So, um, yeah, but I hope not. I hope not. Anyway, let's give Mr. Forgetful the benefit of the doubt. And anyway, even if we don't, he'll still forget about it anyway. So what do we care? Anyway, moving rapidly on to Mr. Jelly. Uh, jelly is in, as in wobble, wobble, not jelly is in jealous. Okay. He's, he's, I think it's a he. It's difficult to tell, but it's, it's sort of pinkish. Um, is it a, well, I mean, it's a Mr. Jelly. So we, I, I presume so. Uh, anyway, next story is Mr. Jelly. Poor Mr. Jelly was frightened of everything and anything. At the slightest little thing, he would quiver and tremble and shake and turn to jelly. So it's not really surprising. Sorry, at the slightest little thing, he would quiver and tremble and shake and turn to jelly. Hmm, uh, we'll get back to that, guys. Um, so anyway, it's not really surprising to find that Mr. Jelly lives so far away from anybody that he can find in the middle of a wood, miles and miles from anywhere. I don't know. It sounds quite nice, really, getting away from it all. Sounds like a nice little cottage out the way. This story begins one morning when Mr. Jelly was asleep. It was a beautiful autumn morning, or fall, guys, fall for our US viewers or international viewers. Uh, the leaves on the trees had turned to a glorious red, and the wind stirred gently in the treetops. 
A single leaf fell gently from the tree right outside Mr. Jelly's house and quietly brushed against his bedroom wi window as it fell. It's nice and descriptive. Mr. Jelly awoke with a start. What's that terrible noise, he cried. Oh, heavens, the house is falling down. Oh, disaster, it's an earthquake. Oh, calamity, it's the end of the world. Uh, yeah, um, what is that word? There is a, there's a medical word for that as well. Um, uh, I'll have to try and remember what it is. But anyway, uh, I digress. Let's go with the story and see what happens. And he hid under the bedclothes, trembling with fright after an hour, by which time he realised that his house wasn't falling down and there wasn't an earthquake and the world wasn't coming to an end, Mr. Jelly peeped out from under the bedclothes. Phew, he thought. Thank goodness for that. And he got up and went downstairs to make his breakfast. Now, I tell you what, guys, um, if it's eggs, I haven't looked yet. I don't look ahead at these stories. If it's eggs, then there's a monopoly, okay? Um, monopolies aren't good. You want to try and break these up. Um, but, yeah, um, we don't want monopolies, just saying. Otherwise... Um, yeah, no competition is a bad thing on, on the planet uh, because they could just uh, set their own prices. Whew. Let's find out, shall we? Mr. Jelly poured some cornflakes out of a packet onto a plate. Oh, that's all right then. All right, we're fine. Okay. It's not just eggs. I thought it was only eggs and I was getting a bit worried. Anyway, he poured some milk onto the cornflakes. Then he went to the cupboard to get some sugar. Snap, crackle, pop went the cornflakes in the milk. Now, you've got to be careful here because... Snap, crackle, pop went the cornflakes. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, snap, crackle, pop sounds a little bit like rice bubbles or rice krispies. There's different names for it. And I don't want to be like, I think online is libel. Libel. I think it is libel. Yeah. So just saying, guys, um, I'm not inferring that snap, crackle and pop isn't the trademark of rice bubbles and rice krispies. Okay. Um, and I don't know why the cornflakes would as assume that. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, I digress. Anyway, oh, goodness gracious, cried Mr. Jelly, diving under the kitchen table. Oh, dear. I hear guns. Oh, calamity. It's war. Oh, okay. That turned a little bit nasty quickly. But of course it wasn't. And of course, Mr. Jelly eventually came out from under the table and ate all his cornflakes. Oh, at least he's having breakfast. After breakfast, Mr. Jelly thought that he'd go for a walk. He was walking through the woods which surround his house when a worm poked his head out of the ground. Morning, said the word, worm, cheerfully to Mr. Jelly. Mr. Jelly nearly jumped out of his skin. What? He shouted. Who's there? And then he saw the worm. Oh, good heavens. It's a snake. Oh, dear. A man-eating snake. Oh, calamity. I'm going to be eaten alive. And he jumped up into a tree. Oh, he's, he's, he's got quite some good um, cardio to be able to jump into a tree and, you know, good jumping skills. What a performance, commented the worm, and went back into his hole. Oh, what a performance. At least he, he got some enjoyment out of it. After an hour, Mr. Jelly felt brave enough to climb down from the tree and continue his walk. Oh, that's nice. We don't want to stay in the tree or else they might think you're like a peeping Tom or something and you sit in the tree and start looking through people's windows. So um, I don't know. Maybe that's why he's isolated in the middle of nowhere, that they found him up a tree and maybe maybe thought he was doing, um, you know, Getting back to that quivering and stuff back, back at the beginning of the story. Anyway, uh, eventually he came out of the other side of the wood and into a field. Mr. Jelly glanced nervously around. It was an empty field. Or was it? Mm, or was it? In the long grass in the middle of the field, unseen by Mr. Jelly, there was a tramp enjoying a sleep in the autumn sunshine. Okay, fair enough. Mr. Jelly picked his way cautiously through the grass. The tramp, fast asleep, snort, snored. 
again, a couple of little um things for you there, guys. A little bit of you know. Anyway, um, what was that? Shrieked Mr. Jelly. It's a lion. I heard it growl. Oh goodness gracious! Oh dear me a lion a huge lion <gasps> lions and tigers and bears oh my no that's wizard of oz guys that's wizard of oz definitely um that's not in this text just so you know so anyway a huge lion with enormous teeth oh a huge lion with sharp teeth that's going to bite me in two a huge ferocious lion with enormous sharp teeth that's going to bite me in two if not three and he fainted oh dear mm, i don't know Possibly low blood pressure. I don't have his medical records, so I'm not sure. All this commotion awakened the tramp, who yawned, stretched, sat up, and saw Mr. Jelly lying on the ground beside him. Oh dear, he said, for he was a kindly tramp. Now, that's, I, I, have a, I have a bone to pick with that, a kindly tramp. That infers that most tramps aren't kindly, that most of them aren't very nice. I don't know probably just fallen on a bit of hard times really let's not just say a kindly tramp I, I don't like that it's 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 inferring that most tramps aren't kindly so but uh, maybe i'm reading too much into it he actually looks more like a with the um with the uh, uh if you can imagine so he looks more like a geography teacher because he's got like all these sort of patches on his on his um elbows and stuff you know it's sort of a tweed jacket but that's quite a cliche i think <laughs> no no aspersions to poor old geography teachers. Anyway, um, oh dear, he said, for he was a kindly tramp. Oh dear. And he picked up Mr. Jelly and placed him gently in the palm of his hand. Mr. Jelly came to and sat up rubbing his eyes. Then he saw the tramp's face looking at him. Oh, disaster, he screamed. Oh, calamity. It's a giant, an ogre. Oh, gracious. He's going to have me for breakfast. Well, I doubt he'll have him for breakfast because as we know, everyone eats egg eggs. It's always eggs. I don't know what it is. Nothing wrong with eggs, but I'd still be happy with eggs in the morning. Anyway, my, my, said the tramp gently. You're a nervous little chap, aren't you? What's, what's your name? Mr. Jelly, stammered Mr. Jelly. Now, I'm going to assume that Mr. Jelly here is just nervous. I'm not going to say he's got, he's stammering or, or have some sort of speech impediment. So, um. Yeah, I'm assuming he's just he's just nervous. He looks nervous. Oh, here we go. We've got the answer on the next page. I used to be nervous like you, said the tramp, but I learned how not to be. Uh, would you like to me to tell you the secret? Well, that's very easy. Mr. Tramp has just avoided social constructs at all. He's just avoided society, and that's why he's a tramp. Uh, it's pretty obvious, really. Um, yeah. Uh, well, um, anyway, let's see what his excuse is. Anyway, Mr. Jelly quivered and shook and said, y y yes, p -p please. It's very simple, continued the tramp. All you have to do is count up to 10 and you find that whatever's frightening you isn't quite so frightening after all. Then he set Mr. Jelly gently down on the grass. Remember, he said to Mr. Jelly, count to 10 and off he went. Mr. Jelly thought that it would be a very good idea if he went back home immediately. Back across the field he went. Back through the woods he went. He was walking through the woods when he stepped on a little twig. Snap, went the little twig. Mr. Jelly jumped twice, his own height, in terror. I tell you what, Mr. Jelly, maybe he should be like a basketballer or um, maybe good at um, football or, or soccer, as it were, because um, he can jump such heights. I think he's in the wrong profession, whatever that may be. Anyway, what was that, he shrieked, that terrible snapping noise. It's a tree falling down that's going to crush me to pieces. Oh, calamity. It's a crocodile hiding in the bushes, snapping its teeth. Oh, disaster. It's, it's. And then he stopped and he stopped and he took a deep breath. 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He said, and he saw that what had gone snap was just a twig, a silly old twig. Whew, he said. Mr. Jelly had almost reached his house when a leaf drifted down gently from a tree on top of him. Help! Police! Murder! He screamed. I'm being kidnapped. Oh, calamity. It's ruffians with guns. They're going to... And then he stopped. He took a deep breath. <sighs> There's my deep breath, by the way, guys. Um, ruffians. I don't know if you know that sort of um, criminals. It's, again, a very old school word. Ruffians. Not, ru not, ru not Russians, so you know, but ruffians. Ruffians, as in rough people as in people who um, might mug you, as it were. Anyway, he did take a deep breath and said, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then he saw that it was just a leaf that had fallen on him. Nothing but a leaf, a stupid red leaf. It works, he said out in wonderment. Big squeeze face there, so you see, guys. Anyway, and do you know, it did work. After that moment, Mr. Jelly became a changed man. Well, you can see that by looking at him, can't you? He, and he never shrieks or shouts or screams or quivers or shakes or trembles anymore. And he never hides under the bedclothes anymore. Well, not very often anyway. Hmm. Oh, there's Mr. Jelly. Now, um, I'm just wondering, I think maybe, uh, I mean, good for him. But uh, I think maybe some people who want to maybe be uh, Mrs. Jelly to Mr. Jelly, might be a bit disappointing if he doesn't shriek or shout or scream or quiver or shake or tremble anymore. I don't know. I think you'd be quite. I think you'd be quite disappointed with that. Um, yeah, yeah, rather disappointing with them. Um, I don't know what Mr. Jelly's um, performance because he does talk about hiding under the bedclothes anymore. Oh, not very often. Oh, maybe that's what he's talking about because earlier on in the story he did say about the slightest thing and he would quiver and tremble and shake. And turn to jelly. Well, I don't know. Sometimes that's a good thing. But then again, um, I don't know. It depends what sort of jelly this Mr. Jelly is made of. Um, uh, you know, it could be anything. It could be, um, you know, port wine jelly. It could be raspberry jelly. It could be lime jelly. It could be royal jelly. I mean, it could even be KY jelly. Who knows? But maybe that's um, one from the adult section, guys. Isn't, isn't that right, boys and girls? Anyway, moving on to uh, story number three. And story number three is Mr. Noisy. Here is Mr. Noisy. And uh, just so you know, guys, um, I'm not um, ignoring the messages um, because basically um, uh, I just don't want to interrupt the, the readings. I could play them now, but uh, I'm not going to. But just so you know, uh, this isn't waffle time where we play our messages and this isn't the girls' bathroom where they never play anything. Uh, this is the um, Mr. Men readings. Uh, where basically I do what I like, simple as that. But um, but you will get the messages listened to at the end. Quick show, last story, and it's Mr. Noisy with some incredibly large shoes. Hmm. Big feet, big feet. There we go. Anyway, onwards with Mr. Noisy. Mr. Noisy was very very noisy person indeed. For example, if Mr. Noisy was reading the story to you, he'd be shouting at the top of his voice. At the top of Mr. Noisy's voice is a very loud place indeed. You can hear it a hundred miles away. Oh, okay. Well, he's a bit of a, a social um, misfit, really, if he's just disrupting everyone. Hopefully he's at least doing it between, you know, general working hours between, say, you know, eight and six or something. Otherwise, um, yeah, it could be really, really disturbing to the neighbours. For example, when most people sneeze, you can hear them in the next room. But achoo! When Mr. Noisy sneezes, you can hear him in the next country. Wow, well, that's quite something. Woof. 
Yeah, not not. I'm I'm presuming this is pre-COVID because wow, if he lets out that big a sneeze, then he's going to in, infect his whole country. Yeah, maybe that's why he lives in the middle of nowhere. We're trying to keep him away from from um. So I suppose that's the thing. If it's not six feet apart to keep safe with Mr. Noise, it'll probably be like, I don't know, 6,000 feet maybe? It's got to be at least that. Who knows? Anyway, um, now this story starts when Mr. Noisy was asleep in his bed, in his bedroom, in his house, which is on top of a hill. Aha, I knew it, guys. On top of a hill, they've isolated him. Maybe self-isolation or maybe it's, um, uh, yeah, maybe he's, co- maybe he's isolating from COVID for 10 days. I guess I'll keep reading and find out. Anyway, he was snoring. <sighs> Once again, guys, a little bit of effects for you. No, no, no extra charge, I promise. Anyway, uh, as you can well imagine, when Mr. Noisy was snoring, that was a snore worth hearing. It sounds more like a herd of elephants than a snore. Mm. I'm not going to say what a herd of elephants is, but it's pretty loud. Then Mr. Noisy's alarm clock went off. Mr. Noisy's alarm clock sounded like no other alarm clock in the world. It sounded more like a fire engine. And Mr. Noisy woke up. And so did all the people who lived in Wobbletown. Oh, Wobbletown, which is at the bottom of Mr. Noisy's Hill. Hmm, Wobbletown. wonder why it's called that. Guess we'll find out, boys and girls. Anyway, later that day, Mr. Noisy decided that he had to go shopping. Uh, and he went out of his house. He went out of his house and uh, shutting the door behind him. The big bang. The door wobbled. The house wobbled. The whole hill wobbled. Wobbletown wobbled. Even a bird flying high above wobbled. Ah, now we know why it wobbles. It's 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 uh, sound waves, basically, guys. It's sound waves that that when you screech at something, you know, it's, it's that sort of vision of if you screamed at someone enough, their hair would sort of fly backwards. I don't think that would happen. I think it's a little bit of an exaggeration, probably in fantasy land of the movies. Then Mr. Noisy walked down the hill. Clump, clump, clump. He walked into the baker's shop. Now, I'm going to guess that it looks, like a, it looks like a lady here. I think it's Mrs. Baker. Now, if it is, then um, I, got, I got 10 points, okay? Um, maybe 10 croissant points or 10 um, waffle points or 10 pancake points. I don't know. But whatever they have at the bakery, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself those points. If I'm right, we'll find out. Walked into the baker's shop. Crash went the door as he opened it. Bang went the door as he shut it. I'd like a loaf of bread. Boomed Mr. Noisy. Really? Really? To Mrs. Crumb. Mrs. Crumb. This is what this poor lady. Oh, the baker's wife. Oh, I see. All right. There's no equality in this um, no equality in this town, I'm afraid. Mrs. So maybe she gets the crumbs. That's the thing. Maybe. Mr. Baker, he's he's all that. He's all he does the baking. He's Mr. Mr. Know It All, and the poor girl, um, she just gets the crumbs. This is a bit fucked up, guys. I got to say, you know. Oh, and she even trembled. Oh, and sold him a loaf. Oh, well, at least she did her job. Um, it's a bit sad, really, Mrs. Crumb. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, just. Maybe maybe have a few good thoughts for Mrs. Crumb and her um and her miserable existence alongside um Mr. Baker. Then Mr. Noisy walked along the street to the butcher. Clump clump clump. He walked into the butcher shop. Crash went the door as he opened it. Bang went the door as he shut it. I'd like a piece of meat, boom, Mr. Noisy. To Miss Oh Mr. Bacon, the butcher. Ah. Oh Mr. Bacon trembled and sold him some meat. Oh. Okay. Well I presume it's the butcher's kind of meat. Um I don't know, guys. You've got to be a bit careful there. If you, if you, 
make sure you go to the butchers. If you go to certain other establishments and you run in there and shout at the top of your voice, I'd like a piece of meat, uh, yeah, you might get something different. Just just saying, guys. Just 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 be um be aware, be be aware. That's all. Mm. Yeah. Um Mr. Bacon. Little little piggy there. Afterwards, Miss Oh, Mrs. Crumb met Mr. Bacon in the street. Oh, aye aye. Um, we really must do something about Mr. Noisy being so noisy, she said. Oh, she's a bit of a busybody, this one, you know. Just sort of talking behind his back, you know, sort of, you know, have a chat there. Talk, talk about it. Uh, uh, you know, don't go behind people's backs like that. Anyway, we really must do something about him being so noisy. Absolutely, replied Mr. Bacon. But what? I know, said Mrs. Crumb, as she whispered into Mr. Bacon's ear. Oh, Mr. Bacon smiled a small smile, which grew into a broad grim. And then he gave her some of his meat. No, not really. That didn't happen, guys. This is just in the street, honestly. We, we want to keep this um, above board, and it's a nice sort of um, kid story, kind of. But still alternative a bit. Still alternative. Um, no, there was no meat. or No meat and no two veg either. So, um, yeah. Anyway, Mrs. Crumb said, I think I have the answer. Oh, we're about to find out what it is. The following day, Mr. Noisy again went shopping down to Wobbletown. Clump, clump, clump. He went into Mrs. Crumb's shop. I'd like a loaf of bread, he boomed. Sorry, what did you say? Asked Mrs. Crumb, pretending not to hear. I'd like a loaf of bread, Mr. Noisy shouted. Sorry, said Mrs. Crumb, putting her hand to her ear. Can you speak up, please? I'd like a loaf of bread, roared Mr. Noisy. Can't hear you, replied Mrs. Crumb. Mr. Noisy gave up and went out. Now, that's a little bit discriminative, really, guys, if that even is a word, uh, because, um, I don't know, did, Mrs. Crumb might have hearing problems. Let's, let's not cast aspersions, OK? Mr. Noisy went into Mr. Bacon's shop. I'd like a piece of meat, he boomed. Mr. Bacon pretended not to notice. I'd like a piece of meat, Mr. Noisy shouted. Did you say something? asked Mr. Bacon. I said I would like a piece of meat, roared Mr. Noisy. Pardon, said Mr. Bacon. Uh, Mr. Noisy gave up and he went out and he went home and he went to bed hungry. Actually, I think he went to bed more, not just hungry, but probably hangry as well. So um, don't forget, guys, if you go to bed hangry, um, don't forget to have a Snickers at least. Um, that way you can um, turn into being yourself at least. Anyway, the next day after Mr. Noisy tried again, he went into Mrs. Crumb's shop. I'd like a loaf of bread, he boomed. A what? asked Mrs. Crumb. Mr. Noisy started shouting at the top of his voice, a loaf of... And then he stopped and then he thought. Then he said quietly, oh, I'd like a loaf of bread, please, Mrs. Crumb. Mrs. Crumb smiled. Certainly, she said. Oh, I think, I think um, Mrs. Crumb has got a big smile on her face. I think uh, it actually worked um, with uh, Mr. Bacon and his meat. Um, obviously, somehow that worked out well between them. I don't know how. Yeah. Piece of meat, Mrs. Crumb. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, then Mr. Noisy went into Mr. Bacon's shop. I'd like a piece of meat, he boomed. Did you say something? asked Mr. Bacon. Yes, I did. Uh, oh, shouted Mr. Noisy at the top of his voice. I said I'd like a... Then he stopped. And then he thought. And then he said quietly, oh, I'd like a piece of meat, please, Mr. Bacon. Mr. Bacon smiled. Oh, my pleasure, he said. Aye, aye, I'm sure it is Mr. Bacon's pleasure. Yeah, I think it is his pleasure for sure. So carrying his bread and his meat 
Well, well, you might need two hands for that. We'll see. Um, Mr. Noisy set off home up the hill. Clump, clump, clump. Uh, there's a little worm there um, just as he's clumping. Hopefully he didn't squish him, guys. Um, watch out for flora and fauna while you're clumping around. Anyway, then he stopped and then he thought and then he, do you know what he did? He tiptoed. A tiptoe was something Mr. Noisy had never tried before. Oh, it was fun. There he is, um, as usual, like all of them. Um, bollock naked with some shoes on and dancing on his tiptoes. Uh, I suppose you could do that, guys, with the baskets, you know, put some shoes on naked, tiptoe around. I think the authorities will get you soon, though. I don't think you'd last very long. Just saying. Just saying. Then again, you could maybe say it was some sort of artistic, you know, installation type thing or, or maybe it was something for maybe a YouTube video. They might believe you then. Yeah, just say it was a YouTube video and everyone will just laugh and, and let it let it by. But Mr. Noisy arrived at his front door. He put out his hand to open the door and then he stopped and then he thought. And then do you know what he did? He didn't open the door at all because he was in the wrong place. Uh, no, not really. No, he, he knew where he lived, at least. Not like Mr. Forgetful, eh? Poor old thing. I think it's not just Mr. Forgetful, but he's also Mr. Um, uh, Mr. Irritant, as it were, because he keeps going on other people's doors and knocking on them and wondering who they are and who he is. And... Um, that's not really good, guys. It's not good for anyone knocking on the wrong doors. Anyway, he opened the door very quietly. He stepped inside and then he shut the door gently, very gently, quietly and gently. Were two things Mr. Noisy had never tried before either. And that was fun too. I have no idea why I'm whispering, guys. I just thought it's a little less than noisy. Anyway, oh, oh, aye, aye. Here we go. And do you know something? Oh, hello. And do you know something? From then until not now, Mr. Noisy isn't anything like as noisy as it used to be. Do you know something else? The people of Wobbletown are delighted, especially Mrs. Crumb and Mr. Bacon. Oh, and his meat. Yep. And do you know something else? Yeah, he's got his arm around him. Well, I don't know. I don't know if Mr. Baker's going to be happy about that. Oh, he did. Oh, look at me guessing. Last page is, and do you know what, guys, boys and girls? Mr. Noisy. He learn how to whisper. If you didn't catch that, it said, Mr. Noisy, learn how to whisper. So there you go. And I think, um, and I think Mrs. Crumb learned how to, um, learned how to whistle because she, um, managed to put her lips together and just blow. Just a suggestion, guys. Just a suggestion. <laughs> 